I got a picture up on my Instagram. Mills Lane was in hospice for a week, 85 years old. I got the picture up. I forgot. He did the Tyson-Holyfield fight where Tyson bit Holyfield and checked out the year. But Mills Lane had a great career as a as a referee. I mean, he was the real deal. I was a, I was always a huge fan of him. And he just always, you know, and he was no nonsense for, for a military guy, you know, just, yeah, he, he was the best. And, you know, he had that distinct voice, little guy, but tough as shit. He was, yeah, I, I, I when I just saw that, I was like, wow, suffered a stroke 20 years ago. They said he's been in hospice for the last week, took a significant decline. His wife and sons were at his side. You know, uh, yeah, he was a. Uh, he was a prosecutor and a judge, later a judge in Nevada, was a boxing ref from the 70s to the 90s. He was the ref for the second Tyson Holyfield fight in 97, where he bit Holyfield's ear off, took a household name. He was on MTV Celebrity Deathmatch, a satirical show in Claymation where he, of course, served as a referee. He stepped down as a judge to become the face of Judge Mills Lane, a syndicated reality TV series in which he served as an arbitrator. It ran for three seasons from 98 to 2001. As a student at the University of Nevada, Lane was an NCAA welterweight champion and nearly made the Olympics. There'll be a memorial service in the future, but there'll be no funeral. He hated funerals, his son said. His son Tommy said, which, you know, you, you got to love. He was no bullshit. He did it for a long time. Yeah, he, he, he was always, yeah. So I saw that, and I was like, that's a guy from my past. And I was like, I have to talk about it because I was, I was going to get a picture because Baker Mayfield is not going to go to the USFL or XFL. Sean McVay's got five games to make it work for the Rams. So he is coming back. He's got a chance, and he could start Thursday night against the Raiders, which blows my mind. I mean, that's crazy, right? He could start against the Raiders on Thursday? And this has got to be his last shot. Now, it's not a long term, but they're going to look. I guess they'll get a conditional draft pick for picking him up. I, well, I guess we'll see what happens on that front. But I was like, holy crap, man. Wow. Five games left. We'll see what happens. If Sean McVay, now he, you know, he doesn't have Cooper Cup. A lot of injuries on that team. No Allen Robinson. Uh, what are they on a six-game losing streak? They're three and nine. Raiders on a three-game winning streak. They're five and seven. Raiders should beat them. We'll see what happens. Ozzie Fudd, who got hurt at the beginning of the game, the loss 74-60 to UConn on Sunday. She's out three to six, six weeks with a knee injury. And I just saw this, that Jimmy G doesn't need foot surgery. Could be returned in 78 weeks. So they're eight and four right now. They have five games left. If they get a bye, that means seven weeks. Could he be ready for the playoffs? Could they, and, and they're, they, you know, they're not going after, they're not going after Baker now. So Brock Purdy is their starting quarterback. They signed Josh Johnson. We'll see what happens on that front. And we'll see what happens. So, I mean, that's a good sign for, you know, I mean, finish the season strong, win some games, and we'll see what happens. And the Bucks are playing the Niners this weekend, which should be an interesting game, because the Bucks are now bowl eligible because the Aints couldn't hold a 16-3 lead and gave up two touchdowns in the last three minutes and 10 seconds. Well, really the game turned. They had a third and one. They passed the ball to Marquez Callaway on third and one instead of running the ball when you have... Alvin Kamara, which, you know, Alvin Kamara was averaging at one point 145 yards per game per week, five from five, five through eight. 
in only two of the last five games, he's has he had more than 10 carries or more than four catches in a game. And they decided on third and one to pass the ball. And Dennis Allen afterwards said, you know, man, my bad. You know, I shouldn't have done that. But Alvin Kamara did not have a, I mean, they didn't use him. I mean, every time I look, he's, he, they're not throwing the ball enough. They're not, uh, they're not passing the ball enough. And I'm like, you know, it, it's, it, they, they got to do something. They got to get him involved more in the game. I mean, 12, 12 rushes for 26 yards and two catches. That's not enough. The game before, seven rushes, 13 yards, six receptions. The week before, 12 catches, 12 rushes, 42 yards, and four catches. It's it's not enough. They got to get him the ball more. He is a workhorse. He's the guy you get going and you let him play. I mean, I mean, it's it's not good. You know, I mean, yeah, 12 rushes, 26 yards, two receptions, 11 yards. How, how's that using Alvin Kamara? You were third and one. That's what they said. Great teams. You need one yard. You get the one yard. That's what you do. You're up 16-3. You let him, you let TB12 have his 44th. He broke a tie with Payton for the most fourth quarter comebacks, his 56th game-winning drive. And that was the, that was the, he had never, had a game-winning drive. I think there was three seconds left. Never did that before in his career. That was the latest he ever had in a game for a game-winning drive. He didn't. He couldn't throw the deep ball. I thought he had an okay game. He didn't have a great game, but he had an okay game. He had 36 of 54, 281, two touchdowns. You're up 16-3. But what, what did I talk to Gumbo Chef today after our fantastic workout? I said to him, you know what the thing is? Field goals do not win football games. Field goals don't. You know what wins football games? touchdowns and they had too many field goals both teams had like what 14 and 16 play drives which led to field goals and you thought oh my god and and john john ledyard ledyard who covers the bucks said that is this is this the worst division of football it's it's up there i mean the bucks are bowl eligible as are the the chargers which i told jason about i mean i know you have a lot of injuries but i don't think Brandon Staley should keep the job, but they've never fired a coach after two years. Even, even the previous coach, whose name escapes me, was given three years. So I guess Staley will not be fired. We'll see what happens. Gumbo Chef has joined the house. My connection is going in and out with my, but I'm doing my podcast. IG, it's not my fault that IG is a mess today. I mean, I'm, it says I'm 100% and I'm locked in and it's not working. I don't know what to tell you. So I'm just going to keep going and do my show because I'll keep talking. That's what I do. Six and six bucks. Good God. I mean, what a, what a game. So he, he was not happy. Now I called them the Aints. They're not the Saints. They're the Aints because that game was so ugly. Yeah, LeBron called Brady the GOAT. Yeah. Mark Ingram. So there was a so on the on the second down, Ingram, who went in, his, went in injured, went out of bounds. I should have the first down. And he went out of bounds, and he said he was sick to himself that he didn't get the first down. Then they threw a pass on third and one. Alave, what, he had five catches, 65 yards. They didn't get the job done. They didn't get the, you know, I mean, hey. I mean, you're up 16-3 with under six minutes left. It actually, you know, you know what's even crazier? The Saints' first team to have a third and one across the 50. They were on the Tampa Bay's 44. Six minutes or less in the fourth quarter, up nine points or more, and lose since the Cowboys' blue lead, blue lead to Terrell Owens and the Niners in 2002. Only second time it's ever happened in Stathead's database. They were at the 44 of Tampa Bay, past the Callaway, and decided to punt the ball back 
with 531 left, up 16-3, and they lose the game 17-16. The Yanks. Dennis Allen, I know he didn't get a enough time with the with the Raiders when he was when he was playing when he was when he was coaching them under Al Davis, but I'll tell you. They and he stays with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. I mean, really? He's better he's better than Jameis Winston? You know, and, and you could see you could see Dalton on the sideline praying, going through his hair like this, all this stuff, and uh, yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. It was an ugly game to watch, and then to watch him blow it like that was the Saints are four and nine, and they made a trade. So the Eagles went, moved up in the draft and traded draft picks, or moved down. I, I forget who there, there was traded draft picks. So now they have the right now the Saints are fifth. So they are going to have the Saints' fifth pick in the draft because of the first-round picks, which blows my mind. Yeah, they they, 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 they traded for A.J. Brown, and they gave up draft picks. Oh, and John Robinson, seven years with the Titans, was fired by the owner. They're 7-5 this year. Comfortable lead in the AFC South, and they're still pissed about A.J. Brown. And I was like, wow, so, you know, you're firing his ass. So he's gone. After seven years with the franchise, and AJ Brown this year, 61 catches, 950 yards, nine touchdowns, and Traylon Burks, who they brought in out of Arkansas, who was very deconditioned. That's who I forgot to look up. I, I was trying to look up people. I was like, shit, I got to look up. So Traylon, Traylon Burke. I wanted to look up his stats, and Traylon Burks this season is. What's, what's he doing this year? 25 catches, 359 yards, and a touchdown in eight games. Now, that's a first-round draft pick. I thought he'd be better at Arkansas. Right now, he's not. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, so that was – he got fired today, which goes to show you that they wanted a change with the team, and they got the change. They got it. We'll see what happens going forward with the Titans. I mean, I don't think they're going to get – Vrabel's not going to be – I think Vrabel's a damn good coach, and if he does go – Another team should pick him up immediately because he's that good. We'll see what happens right there. Yeah, Saints. Bucks are negative two, minus two in overall scoring margin. They're 3-1 the AFC, 0-4 versus the AFC, and they play the, right, they play the, I think they, yeah, they play, I'm trying to find the, I know I had some 3-4. They play yeah, wait a minute. They have... I know they play San Francisco this week. I was trying to look up their, who they're playing this week. Yeah, this is really annoying me that it keeps pausing this Instagram. I almost feel like I'm going to get out and just do my show because it keeps going out every five seconds, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. The Bucks are going to play at the Niners this Sunday. 425. We'll see how that goes. And Josh Chabot put this up. First time Tom Brady came back from a 13 points down in the final five minutes to win a game. He had been 0 for 25 previously. Think about that. He had never come back in the final five minutes down 13 points or more. 0 for 25 in those instances. And he came back. Shouldn't happen. Should I, I mean, I told you this. That a team with the ball, six minutes left, up by, up by more than nine, should not blow a game. And they blew the game. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, crazy. And receiving touchdowns since week five. Mike Evans, zero. Taysom Hill with two. Yeah, Mike, Mike Evans is not having the best. He's, he's having an okay season, but 
You know, it's it's what do you have? Eight eight straight nine. I think he's had eight or nine straight thousand yard seasons. He's got fifty five percent. Okay, he'll do it again this year. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All eight years of his career, he'll he'll get it again this year. So nine, but fifty five. He has three touchdown catches. He had four catches for fifty nine yards against New Orleans. So Taysom Hill has more touchdown catches in the last five weeks since week five. I'm sorry. Since two more than Mike Evans, and Mike Evans has zero. So the GOAT is still the GOAT. I guess he's the GOAT. And you know what? Someone put a meme up. It was hilarious. It was a picture of Mike McCarthy looking exasperated because they, he's, they said that'll be the, the Cowboys in the playoffs will lose to Tom Brady again. We'll see what happens. I thought that was awesome I said, because I could see it happening. And OBJ, now they're saying mid-January, the Cowboys are concerned that he's not fully healed they said when he tore his ACL at Cleveland, they didn't do a repair it right, and now they're finally repairing it right. And I don't know what, what's what are we waiting for? He's not that good a player. He's not that player anymore. He's just average these days. He's not a great player. So I feel like okay, you know, I uh, get rid of him. I don't. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand what, what what are you waiting for? You think he's going to come in and be the second coming of Justin Jefferson? No. He's not even, I mean, Mike Evans is still putting up 70. He's not that guy. He's not even, he's not even put up 500 yards in a season. You know, let, let's look up OBJ stats. Yeah, OBJ stats. Let, let, let's, let me look it up right now. OBJ stats. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Now, he came in the league, thousand, thousand, three straight years. Then he got hurt. He had, he only played, he played uh, four games, got hurt. He had 302 yards. Then thousand, thousand again with the Giants. I'm sorry, with the, and then Cle- oh, went to Giants. Then Cleveland needed 1,000. 2020 with Cleveland, f- 23 catches, 319 yards. Last year with two teams, 44 catches, 537 yards. He had 17 for 232 with Cleveland. And then with the Rams, he had 27-305 and five touchdowns in eight games. So do the math. Eight games, 305 yards. That comes out to maybe a little under 40 a game. What is he adding to the team? Okay, he'll catch a couple touchdown patches, passes. But you're talking 40 yards a game? Come on. What are we all... And it's enough already. Who gives a shit? He's not that player anymore. Enough? Really? I'm like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. And then this... This can't get any worse today. This I saw this from Brenton Kelly that Drake May expected to put his name in the transfer portal in the next couple days. And, the, and a guy I follow on Twitter, Corey, says, Nick Saban's next quarterback. What the fuck? They lost their backup quarterback. You know what it is? Mac Brown is not a good coach. And I think the last couple games have shown that something happened because Drake May was on fire. And I don't know if he's injured or something. He has not looked like the same quarterback. So I guess if he's entering the transfer portal, he's not playing in the ball game. And I don't know who's left because his backup went. So I don't know who would even get in the game because UNC football doesn't have any I mean both quarterbacks are leaving so yeah I mean it's there's a lot of guys yeah fans can't be happy yeah I don't see anything about Drake May but I could see it happening and if that happens you know yeah I don't even know who it's quarterback depth chart okay let's let's take a look at this you have Wait, who's the quarterback? No, no, I'm trying to find quarterbacks. Okay, is Drake May and Jacoby Criswell. 
Chris Will is already in the is already in the transfer portal. And if Drake May, Drake May, who could be leaving in the next, and he said, I'm Carolina blue through and through. His brother played there. His brother plays there now. His dad played there. But something must have happened behind the scenes or something. And Mac Brown, who, you know, says we got, I, I, they, they fell apart. Look at me. I'm, I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. And I spread this. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm looking for Drake May stuff. And, of course, I mean, if he goes, yeah, I don't know who's going to start. Maybe, you know, LG or Ben will play in there. I don't I, We'll see what happens. All ACC. Yeah, I don't see anything right now. It's all from two days ago. Well, I don't know why some guy reported it. It could be, yeah, they're saying that transfer portal rumors swirl around him, which I could see happening. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what happens. If it does, oh, my God. Yeah, and, and yesterday, I, I'm walking home, and I was watching the end of the UNC was women were 16 seconds from winning their 22nd women's soccer championship. Their first since 2012. They've been runner-up twice before in 18 and 19. You know what happens? They get corner kick, a goal with 16 seconds left, and then in overtime, the second overtime, they give up a goal and they lose 3-2 to two in overtime. They were up 2 nothing with 80 minutes into the game, 10 minutes left in the game, gave up two goals, and UCLA wins their second natty, first since 2013, and had to be crushing. I felt horrible for them. I felt like these women bust their ass, play their asses off, and this happened. I was like, ugh. I felt so bad for them. I was like, ugh, this really sucks. This, it, it just, ugh. It, it, yeah, that, that one hit hard. And I saw this. So Mexico State, Mike Peak, who got into an altercation with Brandon Travis, which had happened at a basketball game, and he was, uh, Peak was coerced there, but was a, 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 a lady friend he knew, and he ends up getting a gun pulled on him by Travis, and he gets shot, and uh, Peak gets shot, and Travis gets killed. Well, he was suspended indefinitely from the Mexico State football uh, basketball team. And both, oh, I'm sorry, at the football game is when they had the altercation. And the game, that game was canceled back in November 19th. And then the December 3rd rematch was also canceled. And he's done. So I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, that, that's a total shit show right there. I mean, guys arguing at a football game and at least someone getting killed over an argument. And he brings a gun to his head. I don't know what the fuck happened there. I was like, this is, this is nuts. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's it for yeah. so a ba- a rough day for UNC. Now we'll see if this comes to fruition about about uh, Drake May, but we'll see what happens. And UCLA's coach Marguerite Ozasa was the first rookie coach to win a national championship in women's soccer history, and a fir- it's the first time ever a team came back from two goals to win the uh, soccer championship in women's soccer. Sucks. And the winning goal was scored, was scored by Mari Carmen Reyes, who plays for the Mexican national team. She was crying. Yeah. UNC and women now runner-ups 2018, 19, and 22. Haven't won since 2022. And I spoke to my buddy Mooch. Mooch's son plays football at Bryant. He's played a lot of special teams and safety. He'll play more safety next season. Kid works his ass off. And so Mooch tells me, Guess where they open the season? August 31st, Labor Day weekend at Allegiant Stadium against UNLV. Bryant finished this year, went 4-7, and 2-3 in the Northeast Conference. They'll bounce back next season. But next season, I said, dude, I might go to that game. That, if I have the money, I would go to that game because I'd love to see him play. 
at Allegiant Stadium, UNLV, Bryant College, playing at Raiders Stadium. That, that would be awesome. I think that'd be great. We'll see what happens on that front. But, yeah, I talked to him yesterday. I said, I'm proud of you. It's, 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 uh, Mooch just turned 50. His son made a beautiful speech at his birthday party. It was really cool. And Yankees, Time Magazine. Well, John Heyman says San Francisco has offered up to $360 million, close to, for Judge. Judge also was Yankees' offer has been in the $300 million range. That's what they're saying. That's Heyman said about that. And Judge was not happy that it got out to the public about that seven-year, $213.5 million deal that Judge didn't take before the season started. He wasn't happy that that got out with Cashman. And Judge's wife, Samantha uh, Braxyke, who he's been dating since high school, there was a Time Magazine article where his wife reminded him of something he said back in 2010 in high school. He said, in 10 years, I'll be married to Sam and playing for San Francisco. And he said, I don't want, this better not get out. But now Ethan doesn't think it's going to happen. He says he's a Yankee for life. And I still remember when Jeter wasn't happy about the deal that Cashman, Cashman goes, go somewhere else and see if you get a better offer. And he was pissed. But, you know, it, with him, I think a lot of it had to do with his legacy. He wanted to stay a Yankee for life. And I don't know, does Judge want to do the same thing? I, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, but that's a lot of money, 3 to $60 million. You just saw yesterday that that uh, Trey Turner, well, he went up on the East Coast. His wife was from Flemington, New Jersey, and actually someone offered more money, but he wanted it, and he played with Bryce Harper, won a World Series championship with the Nationals after Bryce Harper left. So I guess... He, he took 11 years, $300 million. He'll be 40 by the t- time the end the deal is over. But they're hoping if they can get six to eight years with him playing shortstop, that'll be good for them, and then they can move him around. But they're, they're playing to win a championship. They are. That's pretty awesome. And Judge, we'll see what happens. You know, you know, uh, you know. Cashman said that he's going to give as much time. He's earned it for Judge to make a decision. I'll be shocked if he doesn't stay with the Yankees. But, you know, I mean... This is his one big deal. But we were talking between 300 and $360 million with the endorsement deals and everything and the legacy, the money he'll make afterwards if he stays a Yankee for life. I mean, I don't... I mean, Jeter's still making goddamn money. I mean, look at that. And Tommy Canely, who used to play for the Yankees, two years, $11.5 million, was with the Dodgers. He had... I remember he had, he had, he had injuries a couple of years. Ethan loves it. Lanker says, eh... But, you know, you need guys in the bullpen. And Hal wasn't looking for a change in leadership after the season concluded. He's such a – he's not his dad. He's like the opposite, the antithesis of his dad. It's all about money. It's a business. He doesn't care about it. That's, it's, all, it's all about De Niro with him. You know, come on. It's ridiculous. Bullshit. Okay, and tonight we got the, the uh, Blackhawks and the Devils. Devils, 41 points, 24-1. Blackhawks, 17-3-4. Blues, 11-14. Go to the Islanders tonight, 16-10. Blues were up 4-3 after two. The Rangers got their first victory this season when trailing after two periods. In their, in their 20, it took them 26 games, 27, the 27th game of the season, they were able to come back from a second period deficit. Usually they blow a lead. That was the first time they won 6-4. Lafreniere had his fourth, Kreider his 13th, Panarin had his 23rd and 24th assist, Shander had his third, Trocek had his ninth, Keandre Miller at his first of the season. Fox is on a 10-game home point streak, which is, I thought, I th- now I need a trivia question for today, and I have my trivia question for today. I'll ask you later, but who has the longest home p- 
point streak in Rangers history? That'll be today's trivia question because I forgot to write one down. Well, maybe I did write one down. No, I did not. I don't think I wrote one down today. And Fox in his last 10 games, four goals, seven, 11 assists. Four goals, seven assists, 11 points total. He had his fourth goal last night. Sabanajet had a 16th assist, and they won 6-4. So, hey. And Matt Barzell would love that play with Patrick Kane, who's got four goals, 16 assists. They said he's going to be traded before the trade deadline. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. And Jordan Love leads the NFL in passer rating with a clean pocket. He's played one game. Rodgers is 24th. So, Kate uh, Magziak put that up. And I go, you know, he's played one game. I mean, you can't compare a guy who's played all season with a clean pocket to one guy who played one game and say, that's the thing. I mean, I think that's not journalism to me. That's just putting, throwing stuff up on the board and saying, and I wanted to talk about it because I thought it was just a stupid thing to put up. You know? I, I, I just thought it was it was just dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, just dumb. Yeah. I'm done with this. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm just done. Because I, I, I can't get a little bit of the It goes on and off, 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 on and off. That's all it's doing is going on and off. So I, I'm done here. I say, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to do my podcast. I'm going to put it up. And that'll be that. And it's going in and out every 15 seconds. So it's driving me crazy. So I said, that's enough. Yeah. Don't don't need to keep doing this because I don't think it's working. And we're going to keep talking. So I thought that was done. Robert Quinn on IR can return for playoff run. Okay. Cool with that. I'm cool with that. Tomlin says he's okay with Pickens' competitive, competitive spirit and wanting to have a bigger role with the team. He's got 37 catches, 512 yards, two touchdowns this season. I'm okay with him having a bigger role too and wanting that. Cowboys, I talked about that with OBJ, why they won't. Who gives a fuck? And eight months after trading Brown, I talked about that. So he's gone. John Robinson. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? I mean, they're still pissed about A.J. Brown. Seahawks, Kenneth Walker, ankle injury. They signed former Giant Wayne Gallman out of, he played at Clemson, and he was pretty good as a backup for Saquon. So he was out of the practice squad for depth for the Seahawks. Nick Bosa has 14 and a half sacks. He had three Sunday versus the Dolphins. Matthew Judon of the Pats is 13. Micah Parsons has 12. And Max Crosby has 10.5 for the Raiders. And I saw that Aiden Hutchinson has six in the season after having three and a half earlier this season. And the Eagles, 11-1, 23 rushing touchdowns. The players that have contributed those 23 rushing touchdowns are making 5.2 of the team's $219 million payroll. And one of those is the quarterback. 5.2 million. That's called a deal. Yeah. And Tony Paul, 1984, on Twitter, said that Mike Hart is not taking the, is not interested in the West, Western Michigan job, and he will stay at Michigan. And JT Daniels, on his fourth school at West Virginia, threw for over 2,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, nine interceptions, is leaving West Virginia, the transfer portal. Started at a USC, no, wait. Yeah. He went USC, Georgia. West Virginia, and it'll be somewhere else. And I guess, I thought you could only transfer once, but I guess the you have the year with the, the pandemic and everything, he was able to do that. Or maybe he's a graduate transfer for now. Max Duggan is going to graduate and participate in winter ceremonies at TCU this month. And Florida, Oregon State have never met. Their first meeting will be the Las Vegas Bowl December 17th at 2.30 p.m. And Anthony Richardson is going to the draft. He declared for the draft. So I looked him up. 
25-49 passing, 70 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 654 on the ground, 9 touchdowns. I thought he was inconsistent this season, but I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, he is a he's a, a guy who I guess is, they're going to have to work with, but he has a lot of skills, and he's looked great at times, and he's looked bad at times, but I guess he wants to go to the next level. He goes, I'm not going to think. I don't know. Billy Napier just came in. I, I don't know what's happening. Drake May with UNC. Richardson going pro already. I mean, some of these guys, I guess, you know, they're afraid of getting hurt. They want the money. Over 1,000 players have entered the transfer portal so far. That's a lot. I mean, you can't even keep track of this stuff. Georgia is heavy favorites to win the, the college football playoff. Bama's linebacker, Will Anderson, went to second straight. Nagurski, the defensive player of the year, national defensive player of the year. He's a hell of a player. They think he could be the first or second draft pick after Bryce Young. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, time will tell on that one. Yeah, but I thought, yeah. Fourth qual- fourth college for Dan- J- JT Daniels. Fourth, co- that's unbelievable. And Arkansas junior linebacker will skip the Liberty Bowl December 28th against Kansas, the 6-6 six and six Bowl, Kansas and Arkansas. The junior linebacker, Drew Sanders, who started his first, first three years at Bama, he had played 24 games, had 33 tackles, and had a hand injury last year. This year at Arkansas, 103 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, third in tackles in the SEC, first in sacks, and he's going pro. And he won't play in the Liberty Bowl. He's going to go train in California. I mean, that's a guy who put it all together. And they, Dane Brugler says he'll go 24 to the Giants right now in the draft. But that's a guy who, it's amazing. Start at Bama, don't play at Bama, and go to Arkansas, and you light it up. There's so many guys sitting on benches. I mean, what's the point? You know, all these kids want to go play at the top. I want to play. I want. I'd want to play. That that would be. I'd want to play. I mean, that that's the thing with me. Oh, and so this just came in. So, this is from Greg Beecham, Rams offensive coordinator Liam Cohen tells reporters he doesn't know when Baker Mayfield will play for LA. You'd probably you'd probably know as much as I would on that right now. I couldn't tell you. I haven't spoken to him at all. I I've only heard great things. What have you heard great about him? What have you heard? Maybe you heard about his progressive commercials. He does a progressive. He has a great agent who got him great work off the field. On the field, no. I haven't heard a lot of great things about him. You know, I, you know, he, he, well, OBJ said he wasn't throwing the ball enough, and I think he believes his own hype. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's got more issues than good things. He's not been a great quarterback, and I think he, you know, he's on his third team now. He's on his second team this year. He's only on his third team. He's young to be on his third team, right? I mean, that's, we're talking five years in the league, and he's already on his Think, hey, McVeigh, good luck. I, you know, I mean, everybody's a goddamn politician, dude. It's all bullshit. Like, really, really? Oh, I heard great things. But what are you, what are you gonna say? He's an asshole. I gotta work with this guy. So let's see what he's like, and then you get him, then you'll be like, oh shit, he's really not that good after all. And Ben Simmons says he plans to play Friday. He'll miss the game against the Hawks tomorrow. That'll be four straight games. So he'll miss the game against the Hornets. He'll play Friday against the Hawks. He hopes wants to be healthy at the end of the season. I just like to be healthy. Period. And Rockets beat the Sixers in two overtimes. Embiid at 39. Rockets handed the uh, Sixers third straight loss. Rockets are four and three after starting the season three and 14. They're seven and 17. The the Philadelphia Sixers are 12 and 12. Porter had a free throw to send it into Kevin Porter Jr. to send it overtime, and he actually blocked a Harden shot at the end of regulation. Tobias Harris at 27. Harden at 21. But Harden. Four for 19, four for 11 from three. Not a good game. 
and the Rockets get the win in two overtimes. Spurs are 1-16 in, in the last 17. The Mavs blew out the Suns by 19. It was, it was over at halftime. I think it was 69-41 at the half. And Booker at 11. Doncic at 33. Six rebounds, eight assists. And uh, I saw that Jaden Hardy played two minutes last night and had 10 points. Well, he's a rookie, 37th pick in the second round. He played in the he played for the Ignite team in the G League. Didn't go to college. I mean, hey, the 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 Suns are 16 and 8 and the Mavs are 12 and 11. A lot of shitty teams. A lot of bowl eligible basketball teams. And Luca Garza nine games, the kid out of Iowa who really hasn't caught on with the 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 Wolves in nine starts in the G League, 30 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists and a block. 63% from the field, 50 from three, 34 minutes a game. Wolves unleash him. I agree with uh, the menace T-, T Wolves muse on on Insta- on on the on Twitter that he is the real deal, man. That's a guy you got to get to play. I mean, guy can play, right? I mean, Jesus, that is amazing. Those are some great stats. But I mean, you, you, how do these guys not play? You're just like these are good players. They should get some time up there. And two rookies, 30 points and five three-pointers in a mate, made in a game this season, both for the Pacers. Benedict Matherin from Arizona, two times. And Andrew Nembard out of Gonzaga, he had 31 points, eight rebounds, 13 assists in their win Monday night at Golden State, 112-104. Pacers 13-11, Golden State 13-12. Curry at 12, Clay at Thompson at 28, and Poole had 23. But Golden State 13-12. They just a lot of shitty teams out there. Thank you for that, Matt Williams. But a lot of crappy basketball. Celtics beat the Raptors. They're twenty and five. Kawhi Leonard sixteen hit the game winner last night over Charlotte one nineteen one seventeen. Clippers are thirteen eleven. Charlotte needs Lamelo Ball. They are seven and sixteen. And Shea Gilgis Alexander has 17 13 point games for OKC. They won last night. They're eleven and thirteen. I'm like, all right, they're not that good. They're, you know, I mean, a great. I'm great. He's playing great, but I think he'd rather be in a winner than a team that's going to go four. I said they were going to win 20 this year. Okay, so what? They win 37, 38. That's so what? They'll get knocked down the first round of the playoffs. I mean, come on. And Bradley Beal hamstring. He'll be reevaluated in one week for the Wizards, who've been playing pretty good. And hey, Qatar would love to host the Olympics, and it's all about inclusivity. You know, give them the Olympics. They deserve it. Come on, 2036. They should be so much better by then. You know, they have seven new stadiums. They refurbished another one. They spent $229 billion on the World Cup. They have a new subway system. They did the Asian Games in 2006. They're going to do it in 2030. They'll be competing against India, Indonesia, and South Korea. And Germany, I mean, they don't like gay people. They don't, there's, you can't show public displays of affection. You can't drink in the country. You know, I love a country that's, that, you know, segregated in a way, that, that really opens up the world, that you feel so safe and comfortable there. You know I'm using my sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, I want them to get the Olympics. If I was an Olympic athlete, that's where I want to go play is in Qatar. But it's going to be who gives the most shekels. And Qatar might, and we'll see what happens. And how about the Canucks? We're down 4 nothing to Montreal. They tied a 4-4. They're down 6-4. They went 7-6 in overtime. And Elias Peterson got the game-winning goal as 12, 13 seconds in overtime. Canucks are 11-12-3. Montreal fell to 12-11-2. Two teams on the... Above and below the Mendoza line, which was a thing they used in baseball for Mendoza, who played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And that's what it is. 
above the shit and below the shit, but basically you're at the shit. So when you polish a turd, it's still a turd. And both those teams are playing like shit. Morocco's first quarterfinals, they beat Spain on penalty kicks. I hate penalty kicks because really it's just kicking a ball from a dead stop. You don't play soccer from a dead stop. You're always moving. And uh, But they're in the first African nation since Ghana in 2010, made their first quarterfinals. Spain's out. Yeah, yeah. And, and Boris is, is saying that Cody Bellinger, his free agent client, offers from many as many as 12, 11 to 12 teams, age and bounce back expected as he gets healthier. They see a very serious upside. So last year he hit 210, 19 home runs, 68 RBIs, 27 doubles. Back in 2019, he won the MVP. I've talked about him. 305 batting average, 47 home runs, 115 RBIs. The last three years combined, he hasn't hit 47 home runs. And he's, at, and he, you know, he's just been average. So I don't know when this bounce back is happening from the former MVP. But you know, someone's always going to hope that he does. I don't think it's going to happen, but everybody hopes it does. Ronaldo came off the bench, and the guy who subbed for him today, Goncalo Ramos, had a hat trick. And they said, hey, hey, uh, Ronaldo, you know who Wally Pip is? Wally Pip started at first base. He went down, and you know who took over for him? Was Lou Gehrig. And Lou Gehrig played a lot of games. Over 2,000. The number's escaping right this second. But Lou Gehrig, games played, yeah. That's who took over Wally Pip. And Ronaldo being a little little, little uh, whiny, whiny, whiny little baby, you know, yeah, 2,130. That's when Wally Pip went down, got injured. Now, Goncalo Ramos, Ronaldo, I think you're coming off the bench from now on. And I think you lost your starting spot. We'll see what happens. Josh Bell got two years, 33 million with Cleveland. I, I think Jason's not going to be happy. He thought he was going to be one of the cornerstones for the Padres, but he's gone. And star Japanese outfielder Mas, Masataka Yoshida, that's who the Yankees were thinking about maybe going after, uh, said that uh, they decided to go after. Jeff Passan said, so he's at 335, 998 OPS for the Oryx Buffaloes last season. And Passan just posted that. But I had spoken about, about Yoshida being a poor man's, like a, it would be a step down for them for the Yankees, but you know, you're going to want somebody out there and maybe they're going to bid on him or maybe they'll bid on him regardless and play him somewhere else in the outfield. Kirsty Alley, 71 dies of colon cancer. That sucks. Saw that. I was like, that really sucks. That really upset me. Yeah. Rest in peace. She was so funny on Cheers. She's just funny in general. There was some, I mean, look who's talking, all those, she was always funny. I always, I always liked her. Always found her, you know, yeah, just great. Wait, no, I do not have a trivia question today. Brian Cashman says he doesn't want to give, yeah, he doesn't want to give Judge a hard deadline. Da, 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 da. So Green Bay has 787 wins. That's the most of any NFL team. Bears, 786. And Rodgers is now 25 and 5 against the Bears. Yes, Saints <laughs> lost. They, they play the Falcons at the Browns, at Eagles. Yes, Saints. We'll see what happens. I mean, they lost the game. And the Offensive Rookie of the Year opened up. Kenneth Walker the third has a lead, but he left the game. He's injured. Garrett Wilson had a monster game. Christian Watson had seven, seven touchdown catches last four weeks. Chris Olave has been pretty good. I think Garrett might be able to, if he stays healthy. Yeah. Watson, eight touchdowns in the last four weeks and nine overall. 
Wilson has 57 receptions, 790 yards, 790 yards and four touchdowns. Sauce Gardner, sizable lead for the defensive. But Tariq Woolen, six interceptions, which is a rookie franchise record for the Seahawks. Gardner has two picks. Both player, player, players carry opposing passer ratings when targeted below 60%. And then we got the Heisman. I mean, I guess Sauce Gardner. I mean, we still got games left to play, so let's not get crazy about this, but we'll see what happens. And Blake Corum is not up for the Heisman. Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, Max Duggan, and Stetson Bennett from Georgia. So you got USC, the Dump, TCU, and Georgia, all four quarterbacks, no running backs. Williams joins Matt Leinert, Carson Palmer, and Ronnie Pete as USC quarterbacks to finish the top five for the Heisman. So Leinert won, Palmer won, Pete finished second, and now we'll see. They said he's the front runner, Caleb Williams. I'm like, yeah. Stroud is the 42nd player to finish in the top four of the Heisman race at least twice. Duggan is the seventh TCU player to finish in the top five. And Bennett's the first Georgia quarterback to finish in the top five ever. And the first Georgia player to finish in the top five since Garrison Hurst was third in 92. So Williams this year has 40, over 4,400 total yards, 47 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's the highest, has the best odds. Stetson Bennett, 35-59, 27 touchdowns, six interceptions. They're 13-0. That should carry something. And the second straight year, they're playing in the college football playoff. Max Duggan, I think he's had a phenomenal year. 3,700 yards, 36 touchdowns, four interceptions. C.J. Stroud, 3,400, 37 touchdowns. They all have good stats, but I think Duggan got his team to win the Big 12. I think I don't know where they'd be without him. And they should have been 13-0 if they would have given the fucking ball on third or fourth and one. And Sonny Dykes dipshit. Stetson Bennett deserves it. He's been really good. He had four touchdown passes in the first half of the SEC championship game. He played great last year when they won the Natty. I think anybody... I'm sorry. Caleb Williams, what... what, Okay. Why is he the favorite? The team lost... Okay, they won the Pac-12. They lost. They lost two games and I know he got hurt, but I I don't think he... I don't... I didn't look at him all season. Wow, that's the best quarterback out there. I mean, I know he has the most touchdown passes this year. The gaudy stats, but I, I think I would take one of the other guys. I think Duggan's got a chance. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not a yeah Max Duggan. If they didn't have him, where would they be? They were five and seven last year. C.J. Stroud, yeah, I just yeah I, I'm I'm not a yeah I, I think he's okay. I don't think he's great. And and this is crazy. So you know people talk about the bowl games. Stuart Mandel had a thing in the Athletic, and I know you know. But they're for fun. And I know there's a lot of 6-6 six six teams that are in the, you know, playing in bowl games and people look at it, you know, these are meaningless games. Well, last year's Purdue-Tennessee game, $5.6 million at the Music City Bowl. That's more people on average than watch Major League Baseball's ALCS 5.2 and NLCS 4.6 million. And last year, ESPN created a second bowl in Frisco at a thin air when North Texas and Miami of Ohio kicked off in the middle of the afternoon, Thursday, December 23rd. 1.5 million people tuned in. That's slightly more than the network average for an a- the NBA package last season, 1.4 million. Literally, literally every college football fan in America watches the Rose Bowl. 16.6 million watched it last season. So the ratings may say, oh, this is a game or whatever, but these teams are excited to be there. They could usually go to a warmer locale. Okay, Music City's usually cold. Fenway's cold, the pinstripe, but, you know, I mean, all, Rose Bowl was great last year. I watch the bowl games, man. I don't care who plays. I love bowl games. I know six and six is bullshit, and Rice at five and seven is getting into a bowl game. I mean, that's crazy. Five and seven team shouldn't be, but you know what? They still play the season. Should be rewarded. Somebody wants them. Go for it. I'm I'm happy with that. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I've said my piece on that. And the Mets, Scott Boris, on the pace of talks between the Mets and the stuff, who, who talks like this? He said the Mets are on a championship metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. You see the pun? And there is nothing I have seen that has changed their direction or attitude toward getting their best players in the marketplace. Okay. Yeah. And Justin Verlander's deal, 10 Cy Young winners have changed teams in the offseason after winning. There have been three MVPs that do so. Only once has both the reigning MVP and Cy Young changed that offseason. 92 Maddox, free agent, went from Chicago to Atlanta, and Barry Bonds went from Pittsburgh to San Francisco. Thank you, Sarah Langs. Yeah, who won the... Wait a minute. National League. Yeah, who won the National League MVP? National League MVP. That's what I was looking for. National League MVP. Oh, uh, Goldschmidt, right? Wasn't it Goldschmidt? Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Oh, and I just saw so... What did I just see? You don't know if he expected to hire Barry Odom, ex-Missouri coach to lead program. Barry Odom. Wow. Pretty cool. All right. That's all right. Uh, pretty cool. And Michigan sent me this. What did Michigan... Yeah, she sent me... I saw that Tulsa hired... Tulsa hired, what is it? Yeah, Ohio State offensive coordinator Kevin Wilson as new Tulsa coach. He said, I wasn't necessarily chasing jobs, but he wanted a chance to lead a program and build a program. He said that Tulsa was the right fit. Yeah, everybody wants to be head coach. They don't want to be an offensive coordinator their whole life. And I talked about Drew Sanders, who is going pro. He said something, I love, he wrote, he, he said something really good about, what, what, he had a good quote that I just saw in The Athletic, and I, Football isn't a lifetime sport. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sport. He goes, I've enjoyed playing in college. It's always been a dream for me to play in the NFL ever since I can remember. There's an opportunity for me to take, and I want to take it. It's not a lifetime sport. It's a once-in-a-lifetime. you got to take it. And you know what? These guys can get hurt. So Anthony Richardson's going pro because he runs the ball and passes, and he sees who's out there, and he sees that Baker Mayfield's on his third team, and he goes, shit, I can play better than Baker Mayfield, so I'm going to go take a chance out there. I'm like, go for it, dude. You know, it might as well get paid. NILs pays you money. But there's so many teams hungry for a quarterback. You'll go in the first round and get some serious cash. So go for it. I say go for it. Good for you. Michigan sent me this also that Mitch Marner is on a 19-point streak for the Maple Leafs. That is the longest in franchise history. Started October 27th. Nine goals, 17 assists, 26 points. And Jason Robertson's on an 18-point streak with the Dallas Stars. That started October 27th also. 21 goals, 13 assists. That's a hell of a streak, man. Yeah, he's a that, that yeah, and he's a leading goal scorer in the NHL. I was like, that's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope this thing with I really hope this isn't true. This isn't really happening with Drake May. And the all MLB team, I never heard of this all. I heard of all NFL, but Verlander, Alcantara, Alex Manoa from the Blue Jays, Shohei Otani, and from and Framber Valdez from the Astros are the starting pitchers. Infield, Goldschmidt, Jose Altuve, Trey Turner, Manny Machado, and JT Riamolto from the Phillies. Outfields, Judge, Trout, and Mookie Betts. DH is Alvarez. And the right-hand pitcher, relief, relief pitchers are Diaz and Emmanuel Clace from Cleveland. And I saw that um, the Mets shortstop. Oh, my God, I'm blanking. I see, I see his face. Oh, Francisco Landor is on second team. So congrats to him. And that's it. I didn't see any Yankees in the second team. Yeah. Man, you know, did 
I see any Yankees on the second team? I took a picture of it because they didn't have it. Yeah, it's Freddie Freeman, Andres Jimenez from Cleveland, Lindor, Nolan Arenado, Will Smith from is the catcher from the Dodgers, Kyle Tucker, Schwarber, and Rodriguez, who was a rookie of the year from Seattle. DH is Otani. Pitchers are Dylan, uh, Dylan Cease from the Sox, Max Freed from the Braves, Aaron Nola from the Phillies, Max Scherzer, and Julio Urias from the Dodgers, and relief pitchers are Presley, Ryan Presley from the Astros, and Ryan Helsley, Helsley from the Cardinals. All right, so I saw those, and I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, Phils may carry a roster worth $250 million, which is a lot of money, man. $300 million on a shortstop. They also might, pursuing a starter, maybe Carlos Rodon or Chris Bassett or Nate Avaldi. Oh, not those because they have qualifying offers. They said there's decent players out there. Yeah, Dombrowski, they got JT Realmuto last year. They dealt the best hitting prospect for a young center fielder, Brandon Marsh. They can shift Stott, a first-round draft pick from the previous regime, to second base, where your profile is better as a defender than Trey Turner as a shortstop. I mean, that could be pretty good. And this is interesting. Major League Baseball will experiment with adding a pitchcom remote that pitchers can attach to their belts to call pitches back to the catchers. Right now, catchers can call pitches to the pitcher's hat band receiving receiver. They'll test the, the pitcher remote in spring training. I think they should have like a... Like a beeper. Like a beeper. You know what I was thinking of? I made me think of in uh, Scarface when he goes, he's with uh, Tony Montana's, uh, his best friend is with Tony's sister. And he goes, why don't you date like a banker? Like a banker. And I always think that a banker. I just love that. And Bryce Young was left off all SEC? How is that possible? Yeah, and they said, should Russ, should uh, Russell Westbrook get an extension from the Lakers playing so well? And Andrew, a Rangers sign, lefty starter, two years. Andrew Heaney from the Dodgers, two years, $25 million with incentives that could take the deal up to $37 million. All right. Yeah, and I saw, yeah, so I saw that he was left off the all-SEC team, Bryce Young. That kind of sucks. St. Louis is in, is in on Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. Let's see how that goes going forward. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, I just saw that on my. It's funny, I'm seeing stuff on my iPad that I'm not seeing. Uh, yeah, Bryce Young left off all SEC, not among QBs named to all. I guess Hendon Hooker would be the ones who was on the all SEC team. Yeah, yeah, Hendon Hooker and Stetson, Stetson Bennett were named all SEC quarterbacks. Bryce Young on the sidelines. Yeah, Hooker had a hell of a season before he tore his. Doesn't matter. There's Bryce Young is still. Going to be, future looks bright. He's going to be a f top f first five, f top five pick going forward. The vast majority of quarterbacks taken in the first round have made their all conference teams before being drafted. The last Power Five quarterback that did not do so was Justin Herbert. Yeah. And he never made an all Pac 12 team. This is the guy who won a Heisman last year. So let's not compare what he did this year. You know what? They didn't have a great team. He didn't have great wide receivers. And they still won 11, what they, 10 games this year? 10 and 2? Come on. Let's cut the bullshit. Come on. Seriously? They're a hell of a team. Come on. Stop the insanity.
enough. Really? That's just that's just bananas. That's bananas. Yeah, I wrote a bunch of holiday cards today. I like doing that stuff. LeBron and Maverick Carter's uninterrupted IP LLC has filed a trademark for a meeting that's meeting that changed my life. It's gonna be used for media production services, clothing, and more. Good for you, dude. I, I hope it all works out. You know, I mean, great. Yeah, Gonzaga went through a rough patch of games. And TJ Dillashaw retired. 17 and 5 was UFC, UFC's Bantamweight title in 2014, beat Renan Barrio, fourth round TKO. It defended it twice before losing to Dominic Cruz in 2016. Got it back in 2017. He lost to Aljamain Sterling in October by second round TKO. He was suspended for two years by USADA in 2019 after a positive test revealed the use of recombinant human EPO, which he was taking to cut weight to get to 125 pounds. He was one of the best ever, but they said he used banned substances that dropped the 125 limit and fight then flyweight champion Henry Henry Cejudo in January. January 2019, that, that decision may have ruined his legacy forever. I don't know. You know, a guy's still a good fighter. But, yeah, I remember that. He, he five title fight wins, the most in division history. His eight finishes are the second most for that weight class. Yeah. He beat uh, Borreo, Sanhagen, Rafael, Asanko, John Lanker, and two against Cody uh Garbrandt. I watched him fight. He's a hell of a fighter. I know legacy. I mean, you know, people forget shit. I mean, A-Rod's on TV all the time. So, I mean, what? what's the big deal? Yeah, all right. Did, did I miss anything else? Because I realize I've been talking. Oh, wow. Kawhi's going to play him back-to-back versus Orlando tomorrow. But it's really not. Yeah. I mean, he played today, so it's a day off. Baker Mayfield. Let's see what happens on that front. Oh, crazy. We'll see what happens. All right, let's get to trivia questions because I've talked enough today. All right, last show's trivia question was, what NBA player lost the most games with one franchise? It was Reggie Miller, 622 with the Pacers. Today's trivia question, who has the most, what Ranger had the most consecutive home point streaks? Most consecutive games home point streak ever. What Ranger had the most consecutive game home point streak ever? So tell me the Ranger and how many games it was. The most consecutive games of a point at home ever in Rangers franchise history. All right, tonight we have the Devils playing, the Islanders, and uh, let's see. UNC is, I didn't even check to see. Is UNC playing tonight? You know, I didn't even look. Yeah. I was looking to see. Knicks are playing Army Navy Saturday. Georgia Georgia Tech is playing North Carolina Saturday. Uh, Illinois, Texas tonight at 7, the Jimmy V Classic. Jackson State's playing TCU. Who else is playing this good? Georgia's playing Georgia Tech in basketball. Maryland's playing Wisconsin. Maryland is, 12, thir- is 13th in the country, 8-0. Wisconsin is 6-2. And Iowa is playing Duke. That's the second game of the Jimmy V Classic. Iowa 6-1, number 15, Duke is 8-2. America's playing Villanova in women's basketball, and Queens is playing Gonzaga. Yay. All right. Sending my love to Michigan. 
My parents, Mrs. S. Hal, love you. Harris, Bill, everybody, you know, just everybody. Mission Game always gives me good stuff for the show. Uh, Jay, I know you're happy. And Bumbles, you're happy about getting uh, Verlander. Hal doesn't think it'll be that good. We'll see what happens. OBJ, just everybody pump the brakes on that one. He's not ready to play. And what does it matter? Baker Mayfield could play. It's not a good quarterback. Not that good at all. We'll see what happens on that front. Uh, Drake May, I really hope I don't hear in the next couple days he's gone. That would really suck. We'll see what happens on that front. UNC women, I feel bad for you. You played your asses off. Great season. Runners up. You will win one soon. It will happen. All right? Saints, the Aints. Gumbo Chef kicked ass today in a workout. That's all I got for today. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Adios.